Welcome back to Optimizing the Future. Every episode, Partner Sales Development Manager for Intel and host Mike Philpott sits down with an Intel partner to examine how they're leveraging AI and other solutions in real-world applications. This week, Mike is joined by the Head of Partnerships at CVedia, Natalia Simonovsky. They discuss how Intel recently partnered with a video analytics specialist to build up its suite of solutions. Today, I am joined by the wonderful Natalia from Cividia, who is here to talk about Cividia, what they do, how they're working with Intel, what the future looks like for the business and the industry, and just have a, a general good time here on here on this Friday <laughs> afternoon. Lovely to see you again, Natalia. How are you? Lovely to be with you, Mike. Thank you so much for this opportunity. I am doing fantastically well like you said, on a Friday afternoon, but it's Friday morning for me. So I have yet of course. the entire day to make some magic here at Cividia. Amazing. So can you give the give the viewers and the listeners a, just a kind of a two-minute overview of who Cividia are and what, what, what they do? Absolutely. Cividia is an AI solutions provider. We provide video analytics that are all based on mainly computer vision, and then, of course, some other non-AI uh, components. And at the end of the day, I think we can, of course, go into detail a little bit later on, but the two-minute overview is what we basically do or the value that we, we derive for our customers is that we help improve their products that are already deployed in the field. And these products mainly have to do with security applications of one form or the other, um, but at the end of the day, it's our customers come to us because they have problems with their solutions, which may have AI in them already or may not. And we essentially improve uh, the working performance of their algorithms. Um, and then we expand on those features once we gain their trust. And we, we like I said, we create magic together. So that's an, an overview nutshell of what we do. Fantastic. So obviously I'm I'm aware of you guys. We've been working together now for six to nine months, I would have to guess that. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. So I know I know I know about the products. Yeah. Give me an overview as to I think probably one of the solutions that springs to my mind it focuses mm -hmm. around the smart cities side of things mm -hmm. is the, the traffic management side of things okay. let the people know about that because i think that's probably in this kind of in the world as we are now with how kind of hectic and crazy life is i think the that that solution really sparks an interest in terms of conversations that i've had that's certainly an area where i know other people are interested so tell me about that Sure. So especially now where work from home isn't um, such a staple anymore in our lifestyle, we are returning back to the office. So we are, again, having urban congestion. And uh, I can tell you right now from dropping my children off at their school this morning, it's really pleasant. It's really nice to see. I walk home, um, back home, but I can tell you right now that it's really nice to see the roads are full chock-a-block with traffic and cars. So we are getting back into the swing of things before, before the pandemic. But what that then means, of course, is increased traffic, in means increased congestion. And so one of the things that we do with one of our joint Intel Cividia customers um, essentially is helping them with their camera products that are situated at thousands of intersections, mainly in the US, but also in the UK and the rest of Europe. And they have a product there that enables them to 
control the flow of traffic, to be able to <clears throat> excuse me, change the traffic lights, change also the lights for pedestrian crossings and make the intersections safer and more efficient also to run. So they came to us uh, with problems in the other solution. At that point in time, they were using, uh, I believe, uh, classical machine vision, which isn't exactly deep, uh, deep learning neural networks, which are sort of the, the state of the art, the cutting edge um, the technology that we all hear about, of course. And so for us, we were able to improve, again, from a high level, we were able to improve a number of different parts of their the performance of their product and uh, things like expanding now operational environments. So things, for example, such as now their solution can work not just in the daytime, but also at nighttime. Uh, we were able to jointly develop together uh, a little bit more, more robust, I would say, even safer, more accurate algorithms, things like 3D bounding boxes. They're more, they're definitely more accurate when it comes to what we see as a traditional 2D bounding boxes. And this is sort of stuff that's a little bit more nuanced, more new, and just really helps um, give this customer and their end users, which are the municipalities, of course, uh, just more robust insight into what's going on uh, on the streets, what's happening at the intersections, when can the traffic lights, what is it most efficient to turn them from red to green, when can the pedestrians cross, uh, you know, what sort of, where are the, where are the cars with the 3D bounding boxes? It's really, where are the cars in the lane? Are they pointing this way? Are they pointing that way? And so together we've been able to really improve, of course, number one, the performance of their, of their products, of their solutions. But the more interesting thing is that is when, once we've gained the trust of our customers, they then come back to us with excitement and say, okay, now what can we do together, right? Like what's, how do we expand uh, our business unit? And um, so we internally call that sort of the improve and expand switch where we improve their current solution. And then once we have, they come back and then it's, it's time to think of sort of next generation features, which will uh, again, just keep them in the incumbent position in their market. Fantastic. And it's it's so interesting that that kind of that initial use case is able to expand mm -hmm. and progress so much further on. And like you say, once you've, mm -hmm. you've built the trust with that partner, you can then continue to develop and build on that. And it's this constantly evolving relationship. And, and I think from my perspective, it just shows just how exciting the world of AI is. And I mean, note for myself, no two days are the same. I mean, previous podcasts I've had, we've looked at the world of retail, we've looked at the world of online safety, and now we're looking at the world of smart cities and next generation, kind of how people live. And it's just, the, the world of AI is, is, is incredible. So I'm sure you will kind of attest to. It is both from a hardware perspective, which I have to claim I don't know that much about because we really, we take care of the software component of it. Um, and also, of course, from the software component, from strictly from the algorithm development side, but I think as, as our industry is sort of maturing, because it's still early days, right? And we see that, we see that in terms of, of course, the different types of applications, um, the hype bubble, of course, of, a, of AI. I don't think we can actually... Every, everybody's talking about AI at the moment. And often without kind of knowing the full details of what AI is, it's, it's very much the buzz topic at the moment, isn't it? It, it, for the moment, for the last few moments, probably for the next few moments, and I think for us, especially at CVIDIA and, and Intel, um, for us, it's really important for, to, 
to be able to really kind of, you know, put aside the snake oil, put aside the charlatans and really just try at the end of the day and focus on what our joint customers problems are, because that's really what we're doing. You know, AI in and of itself, specifically computer vision is, you know, it, it's just a component at the end of the day to help make our customers' business problems go away or to reduce, uh, you know, increase their bottom line, reduce inefficiency. It's just about incremental changes, I believe. Um, of course, the of course our industry is really exploding in terms of just constantly changing new technology. And uh, I think at some point in time, we will see a much um, greater, or let's say the harmony gap between hardware and software that we see right now uh, will definitely, I think, narrow. And especially with, you know, you guys coming out with the tools. So, yeah, obviously we've spoken about the hardware and kind of how things blow are blowing up in the industry at the moment. And we understand, I understand that obviously Intel and Savidio are working well on the hardware side of things, but there's some software that goes into that as well. What what kind of underpins the Savidio offering from, from an Intel perspective, if I can be so uh, so bold as to assume there's Intel baked in there? Please be so bold. Please be so bold. It's Friday afternoon after all. Um, definitely. Look, without, without OpenVINO, we wouldn't be able to service our customers who are who are using Intel. Uh, hardware. There would just be no way. And so for us to be able to have, it's not even just, oh, you know, Intel created this software platform that you can now um, uh, download your models or convert your models into a format, which is, of course, conducive to Intel hardware. It's not about that. It's about the versatility, the easeability, the flexibility that you guys built OpenVINO on. And so for us, it makes things so easy it really does, um, especially for engineers as well, to be able to convert the models into into a, a let's say an architecture platform where our joint customers can obviously use the, the software components that we built that we're building on top of the software platform that you guys have built. So it's just an it's a natural collaboration. Fantastic, and I mean I know from some of the the documentation that's that's out there about um, CVRT, and we don't need to go into the specifics, but I remember seeing that there was performance bonuses and benefits that you had from that, just from utilizing the coded the OpenVINO optimized models running on Intel. Wasn't that correct? Absolutely, and again, that's the whole that's the goes back down to my point originally, which is it's not just that you guys built OpenVINO, but you built a flat a platform. That of course can help us optimize the performance of our models because they're going to be sitting on Intel hardware. So it is just this, it, it is this natural, I think, um, synergy between two layers of software components that when when they get together, all what you have at the end of the day are very, very fully optimized solutions that are going to be at the end of the day bringing some sort of business value for our customers. Amazing. And I think we've you've potentially probably already answered this question, but how have you found the the integration of of OpenVINO within what you were doing already? How, how did you find that transition? Because obviously it wasn't always OpenVINO. There have been other things that you've used, as we've discussed. We're not going to go into them. But how have you found that integration with OpenVINO and working on other on on your customers' Intel hardware? What was what's that process been like for Sabidi? Has that been has that been easy? What's that what's that been like? Well, considering that I'm not an engineer and I don't sit on the on the integration, it's been so easy. I mean, my goodness, no, 
Um, at the end of the day, look, again, it is easeability to be able to use these tools. I can tell you also, in addition to that, the one thing that we did internally is we built something, what we call internally the model forge. And what that simply means is we, we created a model, let's say um, uh, pedestrian detection, I know cyclist detector. And so that we are able to create a model, create that model that can speak in 12, 14 different model architectures. And so depending on where our pedestrian or our cyclist detector will live, um, if it's going to be on an Intel platform, on Intel CPU, for example, our model forge, this internal pipeline that we built, will be able to automatically convert it into OpenVINO format. And so that along with the OpenVINO platform, which obviously does the majority of the legwork, um, I think together is just, uh, it, it, at the end of the day, it is what allows our software components to be able to work so beautifully with, you know, fantastic performance, fantastic accuracy. Um, yeah. So at the end of the day, it allows us to do that and allows us to bring that again to our customers. Amazing. So uh, a glowing report there for the, the ease of use, which we love to hear. It's always, always good. Um, you. Yeah. Hands down, quite on. I mean, you guys are a behemoth for a reason, right? Because clearly you guys are doing many, many things, right? And so um, I can't say enough glowing glowing things about you guys. So thank you. Fantastic. Thank you. We, we do appreciate that, obviously. Um, we, we've kind of mentioned about the Smart Cities play. Talking about yeah. the the cyclist detection, talking about um, the traffic detection, being able to adjust the lights and things. But I know for a fact there's there's one area that's slightly left field that you guys work in. Oh, I think you say. Yeah, so it's in terms of we're talking smart cities. It's very non-city related, dare I say. Yes. Um, but let's let's kind of go through what are the application uses that, that are there for somebody. What other areas do you work in? Because obviously. As I say, we've mentioned smart cities. That's an emerging market that's huge at the moment. What? Where else can is Sevilla strong in? So mainly, our sweet spot has been traditionally security-related applications, and that could be anything from law enforcement to home security. You know, things like package detection, for example, people detection, um, kids in pool detection, um, animal wild animal detection or dangerous animal detection. Like in, I don't know how often this happens in Florida or Texas if you have a, you know, a, an alligator uh, walking across your lawn, but I can tell you from Canada, we do time to time have bears on our porches. Um, and then of course we have, we work in defense as well, um, but there is uh, a project, there's a company that we work with, uh, an NGO called Resolve and they, hands down are one of our most amazing um, uh, partners because they have a lot of AI for good projects. And uh, in fact, the lead, the chief over at Resolve used to be the former um, chief scientist over at WWF, Worldwide uh, Wildlife Federation, for something like two decades. Um, yeah, yeah. And uh, so they, they came to us. They are a joint customer of ours again. They came to us because they had real problems with, um, you know, squeezing these tiny itty bitty little uh, animal detectors on the Movidius, uh, Movidius VPU. And uh, we've been working with them for, I think, the last two years, if I'm not mistaken, on a variety of different animal conservation 
um, projects. So things like uh, reducing wildlife and uh, wildlife and human conflict in in areas of India, for example, elephants tend to sometimes uh, elephants, tigers tend to sometimes destroy villages, and the villagers obviously get very upset, and so they will uh, defend, you know, hurt uh, the animals uh, just by virtue of defending their their homes. And so we're doing things like that. And then, of course, the prevention of poaching, as opposed to there are some solutions out there that kind of catch the, the poacher after the fact. What Resolve does is uh, they do it before. So you're trying to actually prevent the poaching from happening in the first place. And that's, a, you know, large exotic animals like um, tigers, rhinos, etc. And so those, you know, what we call AI for good, those types of projects really, I think, hit home, um, especially for us, because uh, at the end of the day, it's about saving our planet, right? And, and trying to reduce our footprints. Thank you for tuning in to this episode of Optimizing the Future. If you'd like more information on Natalia Simonovsky or CVedia, you can follow them on LinkedIn or go to their website, cvedia.com. Mike Philpot will be back with a new episode and a new partner very soon. In the meantime, catch up on his past episodes with other Intel partners and make sure to subscribe to Optimizing the Future on Apple, Spotify, or Google Podcasts.